Okay, welcome to the Shir <coughs> for Parsha's Vayichi. Um, Shir was sponsored by the Greenfield family, Lerfuah Shlema, for Ayyazeb and Hinda, for Sayyashach Ali Sayyashach. Okay, so we're talking about the Indian of Ksuba, just to connect it to the Parsha. And the obvious connection is because Yaakov Avinu tells Yosef, who are these, um, who are your children? And Rashi says, he told him, These are my children. And he showed him his star Erisin and his star and his Ksuba. And he showed him that, uh, you know, that he was married, Kedasu Kedin, so these are Kashara children. And he said, Kachem no Elai so, um, now it's just interesting, I came across two some ciphers that um, are contradict each other. Um, I saw them first in the Eitzer Ploi Satira, but then I saw them, um, then I looked them up and found them. It's not going to be Nagea to the Shir tonight, because like, it's Nagea names, really. But um, in one place he writes, in Parshas Miketz, he writes, the Parai called Yosef Tzachnas Paneach. And he gave him Asnas as a wife. Then it says, So the Chassam Seifer says, the Paray changed his name to Tzafnas Paneach, but Yosef didn't change his name. When he went out, he was still Yosef. He didn't use Paray's name that Paray gave him. Venir Ali says, Chassam Seifer, that even in his Ksuba and his Shtar Kedushin, he wrote his name Yosef. Um, and that's what Rashi says, uh, in our parsha, when he showed the ksuba, he was showing him I reign, from beginning. I remained Yosef. I never became Mitzrish. That's what he says in Parshas Miketz. In this week's Parshas Vayechi, he says, says the Chazam Seifer that in the Shtar Ksuba it was written Safnas Paneach married Asnas, and it didn't say Yosef. Um, why? Because this is Nagiyat to names, which we're not going to get into tonight, but a lot of times when it comes to names, it's totally in the place where you write the Shtar. So he said, I was here in Mitzrayim, in Mitzrayim my name is Safnas Paneach, so Mela Maksuba says Safnas Paneach, that's why Dafka said Bazeh. So it uh, seems to be a stira here, or two, a stira, two Purushim in the Ksam Seifer, and what did Yosef's Ksuba actually say? Okay, but now let's get to Arshir to learn about what a ksuba is. Fascinating, fascinating um, sugya, what we're going to go through tonight, Bez Hashem. So if you have the, um, if you have the handout here, you will have a uh, sample ksuba with color-coded um, of the different chalakim of what the ksuba is. So we're going to quickly go through just to understand what your ksuba says. And then we'll go into more detail about the ksuba. So the first, the ksuba starts off with the, uh, whatever color that is, purplish on top, which uh, corresponds to tarichu makayim. The first thing is you have to have the date, the date and the place. So you write whatever b'shabbos, whatever chaydish, whatever year, the minyan shonamani kan, in whatever city you are in for the writing of the ksuba. So the next part is the shemais. The next part is the shemais. The shemais... <coughs> are the bold dark blue and the lighter blue around it is the Eidus al-Hakidushin meaning that we're, tes- we're saying something here we're saying in this star 
Eich hal ploini ben ploini. So first you have to know the names of the chassan um, and his father's name. Now in some places in Eretz Yisrael they write lemishvachas ploinis. They write also mishpacha names. In other words, family names, last names, because who's Yosef ben Shimon? You know what I mean? No one, no one knows who that is. Right? So in the olden days there were no last names. So that's how you knew a person. But nowadays it's last name, so a lot of pais can put in the last name. In America it's yesh v'yesh. Um, for the for the more right wing yeshivish, they haven't gotten there yet. Even though in Eretz Israel a lot have, I think Rabbi Yashiv held to put in the the what's it called? I heard an extensive series of shiurim, a ten or eleven shiurim from Dovin Morgenstern, Rabbi Yashiv's Talmud video shiurim that I set up for Rabbanim. He's the one who made this color coded thing. I stole it from him. Um, so he, I think he said from Rabbi Yashiv that Rabbi Yashiv held to put in last names. Why, why, buddy? And I only know this because I've signed a, a lot of kittens. Why by a ksuba? Just like a get. Okay, you have to put in every name, every nickname. Not only by a get, not by a ksuba. Why? Because we'll see. Because, because we'll see. We'll see that. And by a get, it's really If you look in Shulchan it doesn't say to put every name in. We're machmer because a get is so serious. You have to. You're, you're taking Aisha's dish and making her into a free woman. So we put all chumras shabu chumras. Um, by Aksuba, Aksuba is, is not the Kedusha. And the Kedusha happens. We'll see what the Aksuba is. is a document that he's Machayv himself. So it's not as important to have all the names, all the names in there. Um, so what's the, what's the Eidus? We're saying on this day, Eich hal Pliny ben Pliny, Amr la lahad besulta, said to this, we're talking about a besula, Plainis bas Pliny, limishpachas Plainis, havili lintu kedas maish of Israel. So he said to her, I want you to be my wife. Hareat mekudesh azli, kedas maish of Israel. Now, even though the Ksuba usually is written and signed, at least in America, before the Kedushin, um, so he hasn't really said it yet, but it's saying what's going to take place. Every star, really. If you make a loan also, you could sign the star before the actual loan takes place. It's happening now. And that's enough. A lot of places in Eretz Yisrael, they'll actually only sign the Ksuba after the Kedushan under the Chuppah because they say it happened. It just happened. We're Edim that it happened. We just saw it happen. So, but either way. So now we, so that's the, that's the date and the Edus. Then we go to the green. The green is Chiyuve Bali Isha Uchlal Ikaraksuba. First of all, what the husband is saying he's going to do here, what his obligations are to his wife, and the Ikaraksuba. So what does it say? Bano Eflach, and I am going to work, Vaikir, and I'm going to honor, Vaizen, I'm going to support, Vafarnes, and I'm going to maintain, Yasechilechi, you, Kehilchas Govern Yehudain, like the halachas of Jewish men, Govern Yehudain, the Palchin, that they work, Umaikrin, and they support, um, I'm sorry, they honor, Vizanin, they support, Umifarnesin, Lineshem, Bakushta, and they, um, and they um, maintain all the needs of, of their wife. So that's what he obligates himself to do. That's what he's obligating himself. And he says, this is the Iker Ksuba, that I'm saying, I'm going to give you 200 Zuzim. 200 Zuzim, the Zuzi Masan. Um, now, is the Gansa Shailif Ksuba is Midaraisa, Midarabonan or not? Um, and we'll see later what the Takanas Darabonan of Ksuba is. But even if it's Darabonan, we write the Chazi Lechim Midaraisa, it doesn't mean that the Torah said you have to get 200 Zuz, because we're saying it's only Midarabonan. We're saying here that the money that is used is Tairidika money. If you remember from the Gemaras and Kedushin, that there's money that's called Kesef Tsuri, which is Taira money. And then there's Kesef Medina, which is more local money. Local money is an eighth of the silver of 
of Torah money. So we want to say which coin, which 200 are we talking about over here? We're talking about the 200 of Torah money. The Chazi Leichim Midaraisa means Torah money. If the Ksub is Alam that's what we mean, Torah Dikamani. And we'll see, after we finish this, we'll go through exactly what that means in, uh, practically. Um, and not only that, so he says, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you food, I'm going to give you clothing, and um, one second over here, let me just find my bearings. Um, right? Um, and your clothing, and that's, um, and that's all your needs. And that means the chiyav of Tashmish, of, of, of uh, Tashmish Amita. So that is the chiyuvim that the husband says. In other words, he said, these are the following things I'm going to do. And you get 200 zuz for those chiyuvim. That's the green. Now, part of the edus is, we're back to blue. She said, okay. She agreed, right? She accepted the kedushin and she agreed. So basically, when a person says, right? And he says, You're my wife, Kedas Moshev Yisrael. The green is what you're being mashabed yourself to. This is really what you mean when you say that. I'm going to give you these things, and she agrees to be his wife. Okay, so that's the ksuba we all know is 200 zuz. He's saying that I'm going to give money in order to allow you to accept that I will give you clothing uh, no, not for the, no, no. I'm going to give you those things besides for 200 zuz. I mean, Meshavit myself. Right. Now, now there's something like this. Now there's something called the Nidunya and the Toisefes Ksuba. Nidunya is what the woman brings into the marriage. The husband is Meshavit himself that if this marriage ever is terminated, he will, um, he will compensate her for the value of stuff that she brought in. So now, this dowry that she brought in from her father's house, whether it's silver, whether it's gold, whether it's ornaments, whether it's clothing, whether it's things for the house, things for, the, for, for beds and things like that, linen. So instead of evaluating everything, the Chassan's Mechabal on himself, and this is for Ashkenazi Ksubas, uh, Chassan's Mechabal on himself a set amount. The Ashkenazim put in a set amount into Ksuba, which is a hundred meya zikukim. Now zikukim was a coin. People think zikukim means pure silver. Kesef Tzarf. Zikukim was a certain coin. The question is what the value of that coin was, and that's going to make a big difference here, because he's being mishabed himself to a hundred of these zikukim. We have to know what a zikukim is, a zakuk is, to know how much this hundred equals. But this is what he says, that for the nidunya, for the dowry, I'm mishabed myself, if this marriage is ever over, I will compensate you a hundred zikukim, and that will be the amount of the, um, in place of what you brought here. Not only that, now we go to the little brownish, the Taisus Suba, Bitsavi Rabbi Plaini Chasadinan, Vahisiv La means delay, Oid Meyaz Kukim Kasev Tsarvacherim Kenegdam. There's something called Taisefes Ksuba, in the beginning of the fifth parak of Ksubis. It says you'll add, add on as much as you want. 200 is what? 200 Zuz Chazal said. You want to add on more? Because you love her? You add on more. Add on as much as you want. Um, now, but Ashkenazim, again, we made a set amount. A hundred zikukim, the same zikukim again. So, a hundred zikukim as the Taisavis Ksuba. Svardim, 
I don't know what they do now, but in the olden days, for sure, it depended on it was a rich guy, a poor guy, chash of a family, not a chash of a family. The Gemara itself says, but mishbachas of Kayhanim used to write extra ksuba. It was tali and yichus and things like that. So how much extra ksuba a person wanted to be mishabed himself? But we Ashkenazim, we have a hundred skukim. So now sachakal between the dowry of a hundred plus the taisafis ksuba of a hundred, so it's a total of masayim zukukim kasev tzaruf. A hundred of these. Silver coins called a zakuk. That is the Taisefes Ksuba that he was Mechai himself. So, so far in the money over here, there's 200 Zuz. That's what Chazal came along and said. And us Ashkenazim now we're Meshabit 200 Kesev Zakukim. That's Zakukim coin. Um, that's where, let's finish the Ksuba and then we're going to talk about what that means. Now, then there's the Shibur Ksuba. In other words, okay, I'm promising you that, but what am I? What am I being mishabed that this payment's going to come from? So now, this is what he said. The achrayis of the ksuba, that's the 200 zuz. That's the 100 zkukim for the dowry she brought in. And 100 zkukim for what I added. Except on me. And all my... Um, uh, Yarshim after me. In other words, if I'm not around, they have to pay. Lispara, they have to pay. Mikol shvar arug nichsin v'kinyanin the isli tchais kol shemaya from the best of anything that I have under the heavens, the kanoi which I own now, uda asidani lemikni, and I'm going the anything I'm going to future buy, even though I'm buying it after later on is also mishubed, even though it's not in the world now. I mean mishubed that. Um, the Islain Achrayis, whether it's talking about um, uh, real estate, which means as Achrayis because it can, it's always around. Udeleslain Achrayis means movable items which could get lost and could get ruined. Kulin yoin Achrayin, Varvoin, Lifroya, Minhoin, they are all here responsible and they are the, the guarantors. To pay back Shtark Subdada, the Ksuba, again the two hundred Zuz, Nidunyadan, the Hajj's Kukim Kasa for the dowry, Vitaisefta da Minoi, from me Vafilumin Glimodakasvai, even from the shirt off my back. Everything is Meshubin, Bikhayovasakai, in my life and after my life. Minyoy Midanan Lalam from here and on forever. Now So the responsibility of this Ksuba the dowry and the Taisus Ksuba, Kibbalah Plaini Chasandinan, this Chasin accepted on himself, Kichaymer Kalshtari Ksubis Vitaisaftas, like all of the halachas of all Shtarim, all documents of Ksuba and their editions, the Nahigim Bibnais Yisrael, that is the custom for Kla Yisrael, Hasuyan Ketikul Chazal, Kedeloika Asmachta, Kedeloika. Asmachta means when you make a promise that you don't think you're ever going to keep. So we say, Asmachta lo'i kanya. So I say, if this happens, I'll pay you a million dollars. I never meant for it. I never thought it would happen, so I don't have to pay you a million dollars. So this is like Asmachta. It means you can't ever tie in a, I didn't know what, it's gonna, what it means. And Tufsa the star means just like, um, not, not real stars. We're just pretending here. I'm uh, just making um, like... Um, um, Standard shtaris, you know what I mean? But they're not, they're not real shtaris. But no, that's what you write at the end of every shtar, really. 
So this is what he says he was makabal on himself. So that's the Shibar Aksuba. And then in the gold, you have to make a Kenyan. For this to be Meshabit yourself, so you have to make a Kenyan. And then with that Kenyan, you're Meshabit yourself. So they're saying, the Edim are saying that we made this Kenyan. Now how does this work over here? What's really happening if you think about it? you ever had a Chasana, if you ever ate at a Chasana, so the Tzad Kedushin turns to the Edim and says, do any of you have a Yamaka? Or do any of you have a pen? So what do they do? So they make a chalipin. You take the pen and you give it to the chasin and it's a, it's a switch, right? So the chasin takes the pen and with that he gives over the shibud to whom? Who's he mimashavit himself to? To the kala, right? So why, is, why, why the Edim the ones who are giving it? See, well, let's say I sell, you sell your chametz to me, right? So we make a kinya. That means you give it to me in return for me giving you my yamaka. Right, I give you my yamaka, you give me your chametz. Right, so so we're being mishabed ourselves to the kala here. Right, so where's the kala in this picture? Right, she's the one I'm being mishabed myself to. This is so. This is I I, I was once an aide in Rameir Stern. Shlita was the Masada the kedushin. This is the way he explained it. And the few times that I was the Masada the kedushin, I explained it the same way. Really, the kala should be here, and she should give her uh, dektichel right as a, as a kinyan to the guy, and he should be mishabed himself. However, there's a concept. It's a schus for her, right? She, she doesn't have to make a shliach. It's a schus for her. She wants to get married. She's here in the other room getting married. She wants to get married and she wants to get these shibudim. So the Eidim Midin Zachim Laadim Shalai Bifanov are the messengers, the proxy. They're the shluchim of the Kala. And this was already made by Chazal, by any star, that the Eidim are the ones who do the Chalipin. It's not only by Aksuba. They set it up that way by other stars as well. That the Eidim are the ones who do it. For whatever reasons Chazal decided that for. So over here, really what's happening is and he, and I, this is what he told me as a aide he says you two Adam are representatives of the Kala you give your pen to the Chassin and he is going to be Meshavit himself to you as a representative of the Kala so you're the Shliach and Memela she, he is now Meshubid to her everything that there is in this Ksuba so that's Vikanina we made this Kenyan from Plainim and Plainim Chasandanan the Mar is Plainim and Plainim Sultadah Kichalma Adachasim Furish Lebamana the Kashal Miknebe everything that's here we used a Mana a Mana is a Kali a Vassal the Kashal Miknebe that you can use for a Kenyan which is any Kali and Memela that's what the Adem so the Adem have to first of all not only do they make the Kenyan they have to watch the Kenyan because they're signing here Adem that we, Kanina, we, we, uh, we executed this Kenyan here for the Chassan, and now he is Meshubad to the Kala, and then they sign it. Now there are some places that the Kanina, some Rabbanim, they leave out either the Kuf or the little regal of the Kuf um, when they fill out the rest of the Shtar till the Edim actually see the Kenyan. Then they fill in the Kuf so then they can say, Vikanina, we actually did it. And then they sign it. The problem is if he forgets to fill it in. Then he got a little problem. Um, Rabbi Hirschfeld told me he stopped doing it. One hap- happened once, he forgot, he stopped. He fills in, everything is filled in beforehand and then the Edim just have to sign. Because it very happens often, you do the Edim make the Kenyan, they tell him to sign and under the Chuppah, the guy, whoever's reading the, the Ksuba, all of a sudden, either it's missing the word, sometimes some people don't even write the whole word, or it says Viranina, and then you come into problems, what do you do? Are you allowed to fix it? You're not allowed to fix it. The Gantashail is what to do um, if you're missing the whole word or if you're missing part of the word. Why wouldn't you write it in? Perfect. After? No, no, so some want to be machmer. I don't, again, I don't know 100% why. They want to say, until there was a Kenyan, you shouldn't write there was a Kenyan. So either leave the whole word out, 
Now, the way I explained before, this whole thing didn't even happen yet. Right? So what's the difference? Kasha, I don't know. I just like, this is an old, old meaning to do it that way. For some reason, punked by the Kanina. So again, so a lot of Rabbanim don't do it. A lot of Rabbanim don't do it because it makes more problems. Okay. That is the Ksuba. So now, what is exactly, what, how much money are we Meshavid? What's this Kesav Zaka? So let's start off, first of all. What is the, the, what is the amount of money that sh- the, the Chazal said? 200 Zuz. 200 Zuz is what Chazal said a Ksuba for a Basula is. So 200 Zuz is equal to 50 Shkalim. 50 Shkalim. Um, 50 Shkalim. Now, um, the way it's, you know, there's a lot of machlaiksim exactly how much a shekel is. You have this by Pijin Aben, it's five shkalim, right? Five shkalim. So we're talking about over here, um, it's ten times the amount of Pijin Aben. Okay? So now each shekel, Bederechlal, we value at about 20 grams of silver. So 200 zuz is about 1,000 grams of silver, which is basically one kilo of silver. So in yesterday's prices, I can't tell you what silver did today, yesterday's prices, silver was $14.19 an ounce, which means it was $456.22 a kilo. So the 200 zuz is worth $456 barach. That's the Iker Ksuba that Chazal were mechaib the person. $456 is 200 zuz. Not a lot of money. Okay? Now, 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 the Chazanish says that you have to, anyways, you have to figure out, the Chazanish says, <coughs> our silver is never 100% silver anyways. Even sterling silver is 84%, you got to take, you got to still measure a couple extra percentages there to get it to be full silver. But still, if you add another 16% on here, not a lot of money, right? Another whatever it is, 50 bucks. It's not a lot of money. Okay, now, but us Ashkenazim, we added in um, 200 zakukim of pure silver. Okay, this was again pre-agreed. Chazal Ashkenazim. We put in a set amount of two hundred zakukim. zakukim. <coughs> so we have it <coughs> now. Zakukim, as we said, was a coin, and it's a question exactly what coin it referred to. Um, it's it's a major major machlaikas. I will only get give some some very um, more modern day. But Rabbi Rabbi Morgenstern, when he gave us the shear, he went through all the way from the times of the Rishonim, the Ravon all the way down to Reb Moshe Feinstein, about 15 different ways of figuring out what a Zokuk is, depending on which coin they started with, what it was worth at the time, figuring things out. Very complicated, this Zukukim Kasef. But let's think about it for a second. Reb Moshe says that the value of 200 Zukukim is about 100 pounds of silver. 100 pounds of silver is 45 and a half kilos. Um, the Chazanish says... It's a little more, 127 pounds of silver, which are 56 kilos. Um, again, this, they're assuming that this was a pretty valuable coin, this, um, this medieval coin of uh, Zakuk, um, weighing about a half a pound or more, right? You're talking about, right? If you're talking about 200 is, um, right, uh, let's say it's 100 pounds of silver, so it's a half a pound of silver, right? It's a pretty heavy coin, um, if you think about it, right? It's a pretty heavy coin. Okay. Um, Reb Chaim Noah was a little bit more makel, and he said 200 skukim is only 8.5 pounds of silver. Much less. Reb Chaim said 100, 8.5 pounds. Um, what is it based on? 
You have to go back to the coins of the times or something like that. It's, 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 it gets very complicated. If you really want to hear, I could send you, Rabbi Morgenstern went into detail about this, figuring out the coins of the times, looking at the Rishonim, what they said, how much silver was there. It's a very complicated thing. Very complicated. Um, there are others, who's this? Others say it's anywhere between 10 and 14 pounds of silver. So we have a lot of different... Um, have a lot of different cheshbainas over here. Now, I'll, I'll say in a moment exactly what that means in modern day. Yeah? Why deal with that at all? Why not just make up a dollar amount today? That's a good question. Because this is the Nusach HaKsub and the Rishayinim that Ashkenazim were Makabal on themselves. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see in a moment. We'll see in a moment. We're going to get to that in a few minutes. So now, um, <coughs> there's a whole Shaila Bechlal also. Once you have the 200 Skukim Kasef, do you add in the 200 Zuz or is that including the 200 Zuz? That $456 is including, included in what we are mishabed ourselves, 100 pounds or not? But again, it doesn't make much of a difference. Now, the, there is a one, there is, there is um, a view that holds, and Ramesha talks about this a little bit. It's based on a Mishnah, based on a Talmud Yerushalmi, that... 200 zuz, we're not talking about the zukukim, because zukukim was later, but the 200 zuz, which we said was silver, and $456 worth of silver, which was not a lot, is really means a year's support for a single person. You find the Gemara says that if you only have 200 zuz, you're not going to take tzedakah. You can't take matna saniyim. 200 zuz means you're not an ani. Right? Now some say 200 zuz means because from 200 zuz you can invest it and make money, but others say no, 200 zuz means you have enough money to live for the year. So now, if that's true, it's not a, nothing to do with silver anymore. It's not that we can't figure out, it's not like Pidgin Aben. 200 zuz in the times of Chazal was the amount you, meant to, you needed to live. So now you have to take every place and every time how much a person needs to live for a year. It's not totally, $456 is not going to get you anywhere. Right? So you got to figure out much more. So this is a Shiloh. Now, Grada Ramesha seems to play around with this, and it seems to be that the price of silver when Ramesha wrote his tshuva was about $25 an ounce. Today it's $14, or $25 an ounce. And the cost of living, obviously, in 1980s was much cheaper than today. So it came out that the price of 200 zuz in silver was actually more than the amount of an average person to live for a year. So they, they could fluctuate here. So it seems that 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 Ramosha, um in that tshuva, if I could find it here, Ramosha in that tshuva is saying that you'll pay the greater value. In other words, whichever one's greater. If, a, if the 100 pounds of silver is more than the year support, you pay that. If the year support is more, you pay that. So it could be you can mix both of the shitas together. Now just to put this, what we're talking about in, um, in current, in current uh, uh, prices, so according to the Chazanish, which was, uh, he said, 127 pounds, so it ends up to about $26,000 and change. According to Rabbi Moshe, today's silver, it's about $20,750 and change. Rabbi Chaim, no, it's about $1,750. $1, Very little. And according, and again, like we said, the 200 dues by themselves was $456. If it's a year's support, so then you have to figure out what a, the mean support, and, and it might depend on every place is different, how much it costs to live for one person for the year. So that's a good child. So the question is how you pass it in such a thing. So um, it's a big machlaikis. Um, do you go with muhsuk? And therefore, therefore, the lady could only say, could only claim the least amount. Because the chazan could say, right? So, you know, so here's, here's $1,700. Have a great day. 
right? Um, that's that's that's. Um, that's that's one way of, of, of some hold like that. But let's it's it's not so simple. Taka not so simple. Now let's but we're gonna see it might not make enough kamina. What was the point of the ksuba? What was the point of the ksuba? Why Chazal make a ksuba? So we know And the reason is because we, it was for protection for the for the for the wife because in the olden days you could for you, you a lady doesn't have to willingly accept the get minatayra uh, you just have to give it in her hand even balkarcha and finish then she's divorced so we're afraid a guy's going to get angry he's going to divorce his wife finish and it's in and out it's not it's it's for her protection so now if you tell him you're going to have to pay aksuba when you divorce her he's going to think twice just because she burnt the eggs he's not going to divorce her right because he doesn't want to have to pay the ksuba. that's really what the ksuba was all about so now if you go into the alumnus of that what the ksuba is all about so l'chaira to say you have to pay four hundred dollars and four hundred dollars, the guy will write the check and the get at the same time. You know what I'm saying? It's not a deterrent anymore. So l'chaira, if the, in the alumnus of what the rabbanon wanted, you have to have a deterrent. Ramaisha says that because Ramaisha brings old Ashke, old Europeish uh, minhagim of ksuba, and he says you can't bring that to America because if you're going to bring that amount here, it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything to anybody. So Ramaisha handles very much that it has to be something that it's a deterrent. So it's not so simple anymore to say Kimli because. In the world, even though if you're going to get into the nitty-gritty of what the silver was, but in what a ksuba, even in the 200 zuz shabai, you might have to big, pick a bigger number, at least one of the bigger numbers as the sheba. So the 200 zuz is not 200 zuz, it's whatever the... Correct, right. So the, the whole Correct. So one second. So we'll get to it. We'll get to that. We're going to see. So now. Okay. Fine. So that was that was the point of the ksuba, was a, a protection for the woman. And in fact... The old minig is really that the husband shouldn't know where the ksuba is because if he has a ksu, if when he pays the ksuba, he gets it as a receipt. If he knows where it is, he'll hold on to it and say, "I paid the ksuba. Have a nice day." You lose it, right? The whole original takana adarabah, the minig always in minig yushalayim was the ksuba stayed by the shvigar's house, by the wife's mother kept the ksuba in her house. Right, so Rav Yashif said his ksuba was always by his mother-in-law's house. That's where it was because that was the minig. Because again, the whole ksuba was for her protection, and the chassan should, the husband doesn't, uh, you know, it should be a deterrent for him. But now Rabbeinu Gershon came along over a thousand years ago and made a cheirim. You're not allowed to force a woman to take a get. You can't, you can't be magarish balkarcha. So that means she has to be willing to take the get. So the chayra comes out now. What do you need a ksuba for? The whole ksuba is not necessary anymore. The whole ksuba is because she could be forced to take the get, but if it's a chayim derbeinu gershem, he can't just uh, force her. She has to willingly take it. So it's l'chayra, you have no need for a ksuba anymore. L'chayra. Now, you do have a need for a ksuba in a case of uh, if the husband dies, in almana, because there's also shibudim for that. So, but in the regular case, but the whole knack of the ksuba of um, of uh, you know that it's kalabain of the garsha really is not so pashat anymore. So the Ramah Taka says, the Ramah Shulchan Aruch Taka says that bismanaze in in again this is Ashkenazish places. Rabbeinu Gershom wasn't in the Sfaradim. Lav Dafka ever heard of Rabbeinu Gershom for sure not makabel his things his cherem, but. Um, the Ashken, the Sazra Ammon Ebenezer, that uh, since we don't, we're not Megarish Balkarchas of Cherem Derbeinu Gershom, so he says you could be Mekel and you don't have to write a Ksuba. He says, but the Minig's not like that, but Ein Lashanis. Lamai said the Minig is to write a Ksuba. Lamai said they all jump all over him. The Achreinim, the Chalkas Machaikik, the Beishmul, the Gain. And now, the Ramah's not coming from nowhere, because do we find anywhere a source in Chazal of a case where there's no. Um, 
there's no, that you don't need the deterrent of a divorce and you don't need a ksuba. So we do. A person's ma'anis a woman, so he's mechayiv to marry her. Right? There it says before, you don't have to give her a ksuba. She doesn't need a ksuba because you can't divorce her. You're not allowed to divorce her. So you see that there's a deraisa chayiv for him to stay with his wife. And you know, Chazal were not masakin a ksuba in that case. So the Ramah is saying, see, Rabbeinu Gershom took care of that the same way. Yeah. Uh, the dying is yeah, 100%. No, but the dying is now the shebut of the dying. But l'chayra, the whole, the real reason for the ksuba was shalayakala ben of lagarsha. Once they made the ksuba, they said, anyway, the marriage ends. Whether it's divorce, whether it's death, there'll be the shibudim. But if you don't have the reason, but others say, listen, you can't compare the raisa to the rabbanan, right? Or ben gershim is a chayrim, is not even the rabbanan. It's a chayrim. So if chazal midina de gemara or masakin, a ksuba, just because there's a, a chayrim de rabbanan, which gets you out of it, it's not so simple. And they also say what happens, Lamaisa, since Chazal made the Takana, and um, the, it will apply in a case of Almana, so therefore you still have to write a Ksuba. The Nafkamina will be like this. Chazal were so serious about the Ksuba that they said, Ksuba, Surah Love Kanida, that if you don't have a Ksuba, you're not allowed to stay with your wife. You're not allowed to stay with her. Why? They were so nervous that there should be a ksuba, that he shouldn't divorce her Balkarcha. They said that if you don't have a ksuba, she's Asr. There's Isr Yichud. Can't stay in the same house overnight. Even though you're married. There is Isr Dirabbanan, not even a ksuba. So now, happens all the time. Bedikas Chametz night, for example. People all do Bedikas Chametz and they can't find their ksuba. Now, or the ksuba gets lost. So what do you do now? It's the middle of the night. I remember once there was a mice, I was a Bachanar Yisrael, and there was a mice, a guy was looking at his ksuba on the wall. Again, I don't know, after you read the ksuba, you're not sure why you put it on the wall anymore. You know what I'm saying? Besides the, besides the issue the lady's supposed to hide it by her mother. But Bechlal, what are you putting on the wall? You know what I mean? Was it, is that your invitation? You know what I mean? What, saying, if I die, this is what you get. If I divorce you, you go, I'll pay you 200 skukim kesef. You know? We'll argue about the price. Right? What's the point? But anyways, he looked at the edim had faded away. No edim. They, they disappeared. They know what to do. And uh, the ink faded, and this it was a shaila, and then he had to, I don't know what to do, and the guy called up a mayor, was a milder night in America to get the, to get the edim, to, to write a new ksuba, whatever it was, it was a shaila. So they went to Rabbi Shol Yanka Fisher, Dayan Fisher's Akhrayin Lebracha, and he told him, it's Kedai Rabbeinu Gershom to be saimich for one night. Meaning, Rabbeinu Gershom was, the guy went back to Brisk, he was learning a Brisk, no one knew what, couldn't figure out what Rabbi Yanka was talking about. They had no clue what he was saying. Kedai Rabbeinu Gershom to saimich zayin for ein nacht. Well, they finally figured out, someone figured out, what he meant to say was, that Rabbeinu Gershom, who says, you can't be Megarish Balkarcha, that the Ramah says, you don't need a Ksuba, for one night, with the Eved, you could be Saimachan, make sure you get a Ksuba in the morning. Some Rabbanim are Saimachan that, others are not. I, I heard other Rabbanim, middle of the night, Padikas Chametz night, three o'clock in the morning, they're writing a Ksuba. Finished. Uh, it happened by the, what's it called? Um, by the, flo- the hurricane in Farakway, right? Many people lost their ksubas and their houses were flooded away. Many people lost their ksubas. They had to write new ksubas. But till they wrote that ksuba. Now, most of the time when a guy Badikas Khamitz calls a rub and says, I can't find my ksuba, we say, listen, calm down, all right? Listen, it's somewhere, right? I know I had it, right? Okay, listen, you'll find it still. Kozman, there's at least a suffix where it is. You, could, you, you know, you don't have to worry so much. But it's only about it's taka really lost, Yeah. Because I'm not only Akhrak, Shundi Kala, Why did Kazam Sakh Suba just do like a Bin Gershom? Kazam Sakh, you're not allowed to be divorced. Because that's going against the Torah. Because that's going against the Torah. That's going against the Torah. Torah says, Mugarish Balkarga. I don't know. I don't know. You need the Suba, but you get.
What do you mean? Do you need it? What do you mean, do you need it? Do you need it? What, happen, what happens by the Ksuba? The Ksuba is no, no more. Once you give a gift, the Ksuba is no more. Right. So do you need the Ksuba? Where does the Ksuba go? Uh, the Ksuba the ksuba is used usually as a receipt. In other words, calls man, she's holding the Ksuba. Right. This is a star that the Chassan owes her money. So he's got, got to be ripped up or taken back. So then you write a receipt. And you're right, she'll have to, a receipt will have to be written with Adem the Ksuba was paid. So just in case the is ever found, there'll be a receipt. Uh-huh. Right? There'll be a receipt. Now, so, um, so that is, so that is, um, so that is, so one second, let me just get my train of thought over here. So that's Cherem the Rabbeinu Gershem. Now, so that's we say that some hold this Rabbeinu Gershem is enough if you lose the Ksuba. There are other ways also um, to get out of it if you lose the Ksuba, to, to, you know, till you write a new one. Some, so, some hold as long as people know there was a Ksuba and there's Adim to that, even if there's no paper there, it's okay. And since we read the Ksuba out by the Chasana, everybody knows there was a Ksuba. Some hold that you could um, be Miyachet Metaltalim and take a gold watch or something like that. It's worth a certain value of money and you say, I mean, Miyachet this as the amount of money that if uh, if I have to divorce you, this will be the, the amount of the ksuba till you rewrite the ksuba. There's different ways out of it, how to get out of it. That there was a ksuba, according to that, l'chaira, l'chaira. but that there was a ksuba. That there was a ksuba. So, um, so that's the, um, so that's, so that's that. So now, l'chaira, what comes out here is as follows. L'chaira, what comes out is as follows. Rabbeinu Gershem made, not only the pshat is that whether you have to write a ksuba or not, even if you do write the ksuba, we'll end with this, Rabbeinu Gershem really made the ksuba irrelevant. Why? Because l'chaira, the whole part of the ksuba is, I could force the lady to take the get. Okay? However, I'm not going to force her um, if I know that I have to pay this money. And if I will force her, I will pay her the money. Okay? But nowadays, that you can't force her to take the get, that means she doesn't have to be macabre to get even if you offer her all the money in the ksuba. Right? She could say, I want a million dollars, right? And I won't take the get till you give me a million dollars. Again, Rabbi Nagershim made it, she has to agree to take the get. Once she has to agree to take the get, she doesn't have to agree to anything that's in this piece of paper here. She could say, I want you to stand on your head ten times, do somersaults, and pay me a million dollars, and then I'll take the get, right? So the ksuba, it's not the pshat, we're saying that Rabbi Nagershim, you don't need the ksuba anymore. Okay, but now we all write the ksuba. But is this document relevant to anything? Is the $26,000 that we made the cheshbon, is it Ramosha the chazanish of Chaim No? It's not really relevant. Because you, or not you, whoever the person is who's divorcing his wife, she needs to accept that get willingly. Until she accepts it willingly, she could say, whatever, let's negotiate, right? You want to give me $456? I want $28,000. I want $100,000. I want a million dollars. What? But she agreed. She agreed that you're mishabbat yourself. She never agreed to get divorced for any amount of money. What? I beat her up. We don't beat. Yeah. Why do you hear of the get caps for a woman? What? Why do you? Because you're going to say the guy could officially get another wife, right? Right. Okay. So that's. But a woman's not mishabbat again. Get a head to marry a bottom. Yeah. Sure, there are plenty of women out there. Don't say, I want all this money. I'm not divorcing you. There are plenty, exactly. Okay. 100%. You never, you never there, are, there are more... Can we pause this? <laughs> there are more that way than the other way. Right, and, but it's never talked yes. about. It's never talked yes. about. Yes, yes. It's never talked about. 
Yeah. He's right. It's more because you'll never hear about it because they're always the victims. Why? Why? How do you pause this thing? <laughs> there are more women asking for money than the men. That's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. You don't hear about it. Are you Many, uh, many agunas are not agunas. They're not a good. They're being ma'ag and their husband. Many of the times. Okay. It's a, it's a fact. So the ma'isa, so what we just made here is that the ksub is really, not just shot, you don't need it. It's mamash irrelevant. It's mamash irrelevant. If he be diyavid, forced her to take it? It's not irrelevant. Then what? Then he's b'chuyiv to pay this money? Okay, good. But then he can pay 400. He could take Kimli and pay the least amount. Right? Okay, but it's, okay, but practically it's irrelevant because no no Masader gets is gonna give a get balkarcha. Right? It's not it's not such a practical thing. Guy should wrote it, write his own get with Adim and give a balkarcha. It's not the most practical thing. But it is practical that he has to get her consent. And therefore she really now now uh, she really um, she really could say whatever she wants. Uh, I don't want to take it till whatever. Now again, he has his way out because if she doesn't want to accept a get, there's a concept of hatamera on him in certain cases that you could get out of it. But it's not the most kishmaka thing, right? You know what I mean? Uh, the, the other way around, right? It's uh, she can't get remarried. You know what I mean? So she's stuck in this because she, you know, uh, she wants all the money, but she's also, you know, on herself. If he's not going to pay her, she's stuck as aishas ish. So you know, so it's it's a game. It's a game that is played, unfortunately, too much. So, but the point is, back to the site of the Rabbeinu Gershom here, Rabbeinu Gershom not just made it necessary, the whole conversation is very, very not, not, not shaykh. And therefore, that's why you'll almost not find ever talk by Yed about the Ksuba. Basically, what it is, because most times there's other monetary things that are taking place, whether it's, uh, whether it's child support, whether it's alimony, all these other things that the, legally that the courts and things say, so the Masader Gittin usually says that your Mikabel tells the lady, your Mikabel, whatever the courts or whatever money you agreed on, in lieu of the Ksuba. So therefore, she's Mikabel all that money, and a lot of times it'll be much more than any of these amounts anyways. But the point being that she doesn't, she's, she is accepting what she wants, is the deal that we made, in order, in order to get divorced. The only way to get out of this is with a prenup. With a prenup. And a prenup basically says, now this is a, um, uh, we'll just stop over here, but this is a major, major, big machlaik is what to do about this. Um, the more, uh, the RCA has one, the more modern left-wingers, so to speak, um, they, they do prenups. And basically the prenup says that if we're ever going to get divorced, we have agreed about a, amount of money that we're going we're gonna to agree to. I mean, she agrees already up front, $30,000 and finished. And, um, and they put all this in so that he can't be magging her for money, she can't be magging him for money, and finished. And then it will be Shalom Yisrael. All the things are already put into the prenup. Um, What's stopping her from changing her mind? It's, it's a legal document. It, these are legal documents that she can't, I don't think she could change so easily. Could I just say I'm not giving you the gas? That's the power of a prenup. Don't ask me how it works. I don't know. The legalities of it. What, how is that worth it? Oh, halakhically? Yeah. What do you mean? Halachically, she's not being shamed herself to accept only... So that's the shah. So you have to have a halachic prenup. So the RCA made a halachic prenup that it has to be some type of real shibut. Right. It's not so simple. A regular prenup could be is not, is not the regular one off the internet is not going to be enforceable in a Besden. You know what I mean? So there has to be. Now, but not everyone agrees to this because, <laughs> because again, you might, you might take the whole thing out of it over here. Um, first of all, 
Um, let me share with you. First, there's a, there's a few problems. There's a few problems. There's halachic problems with them, and there's ashkafic problems with them. The ashkafic problem with it is that many many rabbanim have is that a, a marriage is supposed to be lechatchila. You know, the, the plan is that this should remain. Not that okay. Here we're getting married, and we already have a way out. If we're not happy here, it's all set up already. That's not things are supposed to be ashkafically. Halachically, I don't remember all the details, but there's big problems of halachas as well. Um, I forgot to see where it is over here. If he talks about this. Um, there's first of all a Shailah if you could make a star that's going to reference the secular laws of prenups. There's a lot of, there's a big, in the Yeshurun, Reb Zalman Nechemia Goldberg has a lot of chewers back and forth with the Besden of America, if they could do it or not, and how to do it. Um, it's coming close, I think Rabbi, uh, who was it, Rabbi First recently um, came out with a, with a prenup that he agrees to, halachically. Um, again, it'll save a lot of the, the, you know, the get problems that people are having. But again, there's, again, you're going to have the Ashkafe problems. It's, I don't know, I, I'm not a, it's not on my shoulders to be machria yet to do a prenup, not to do a prenup. But that may be a way of getting out of this, out of this whole thing. Now, Bechlal, just to end off with this, is a ksuba anyways enforceable in secular courts. There have been cases. Um, he references a whole bunch over here. In one... Um, 1974, which court is this? Uh, 75. In a state of white versus someone or another. In New York State, they said uh, it's nothing. Um, New York Court of Appeals once said it does mean something. The problem is it's too vague, especially when it says Kesev Masayim's Kukim. It's too vague. It doesn't mean anything. If we don't know what Kukim means, and we have 14 different uh, explanations of it, so the secular law says go fly a kite. It's a nice thing. It's a very... And they even said something there... Um, what was the Lushan? They said, in the New York Supreme Court said, even for the observant and orthodox, ksuba has become more of a matter of form and ceremonial than a legal obligation. So, because of all these, all these issues. So, so, you have to know exactly, anyways, how enforceable. Now, you can't go to court anyways. Got to go to Besdin. But if it came to, to such a situation. Anyways, that is what the ksuba is all about. And, um, so, yes. The Maisa, now, let's say somebody's worth half, half a billion dollars or a billion dollars. So legally, you split everything with the wife. Could the husband say, I'm not giving you a gap unless you follow the entire Ksuba? You go with the Ksuba says, Bazel. As long as she's Macabre. No, but could he be Mahagan her? Could he say, I'm not giving you a gap? Then he was even trying to do like the second. Like, he could be. He, he doesn't have to give her a gap. He doesn't have to give her a gap a claw. Was it, we never forced anyone to give her a gap. She wants a gap. Well, he doesn't want it, so. No, but I'm saying usually, so you hear these stories, the husband's so not getting a gap. Right. But the husband, uh, Allah say, I'll give you a gap, as long as you don't make me do it. Second courts. Right, he could. He could, as long as she agrees. Unless she doesn't agree. So what's he going to do? He can't force her to take it. No, she can't. She doesn't agree, so too bad, so she stays married. Well, what do you want him to do? They're, they're separating the divorce. They're about him saying, you got to give your wife a gap. Yeah. She wants a gap. Okay. Right? But he's twisting her arm financially by saying, I'll give you the gift that you want, just you're not going to get back my money. Okay. Could he do that? that and she agrees or doesn't agree? Well, she has to agree or she's not going to get a gift. So then she agreed. So then she agreed. But if, but if she, doesn't, she doesn't agree... So then he won't, she won't get her gift. Because not getting her a gift? Could be.
Could be. Could be. It depends on the situation, but could be. But the question would be, the question would be, if he's, if he's, if he's, well, the question would be if he's being, if, if we're trying to mechaiv him really more than he's chayv, why would we put him into chayrim if, if, well, who, why should he get half of his estate? Right, because I'm saying that's what exactly the court said that you split all the money. Right. So, do, do we shtel to that? So do we shtel to that? That's a good question. Do, do Rabbanim, like, that's a good question. Or, that's or a good do we question. say that 